Hello and welcome to Chaticon Leche, the English podcast coming to you from Babbel, the world's most famous language learning app. Or so I was told to say by our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> now, anyway, I am your host, David, and I hope you still remember our co-host, the lovely Spanish senorita, Christina Gazzano. Whoa, David, Hola a todos! So, David, lots of nice words. British politeness, right? Yeah, my British politeness is on fleek, guys. But I hate to break it to you, not all Brits are as charming and you know polite as I am. Say what? I know. It's one of those stereotypes about Britain. You know, we want to be polite all of the time, but some people, it just doesn't really come from the heart. That's, that's bad news. I mean... You broke my heart. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay, because actually today, what we're here to talk about is, are stereotypes true? Now, are the ones about Britain in Spain, are they always, you know, are Brits always bad in Spain? Um, what are Spanish people like in Britain? <laughs> are they bad in Spain? Yeah. They're not bad, they're just, you know... Like, very hey. British. Yeah, very British. They're just very, 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 but wait, very British. Uh, come again, like, um, you're saying that if, if, like, I stepped onto you... You won't say sorry? Because that's what I expect when I, you know... Yeah, I think I would say... Accidentally hit someone in Britain. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, if you are... Exactly. If you're in Britain and you step on someone, then they will say sorry for the yeah. fact that you stepped on them. Yeah. But that's okay. Just I think we're so nervous around other people, generally Brits are, that we just, we, we're so careful not to offend any anyone and so um funny. we want to we want to be nice to other people because we want the world to also be nice back to us so i think it's kind of mindful and that's it's kind a of nice thought i mean could be you know applied to germany at least berlin oh it would be a a welcome you know addition to oh the berliner culture God. but okay but before we crack on about stereotypes i think we should first find out what does the word stereotype mean and where does it come from oh yeah i'd love to look into that let me check Oh, it comes from the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Firstly. it comes from the Oxford Dictionary, wow. to, be, to be precise, the Bible of English learners, right? And it says that a stereotype is a widely held but fixed and oversimplified image or idea of a particular type of person or thing. That sounds pretty comprehensive. I mean, I can't argue with that, listeners. Yeah. So, stereotypes. That's what we're going to be talking about today, but is there room for any other topics? I mean, I hope we talk about something else, David, otherwise... Okay, how about so, yeah. the Fifty Shades of Grey, a.k.a. Berlin Sky right now? Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. We could also talk about, you know, the asparagus season. Oh, my favourite time of year. <laughs> I just have asparagus for breakfast, dinner and lunch. I'm I'm dreaming about asparagus. You're having, uh, instead of café con leche, you're having café con asparagus <laughs> por la mañana. Do you know what? I, I have had plenty of um, asparagus shots. They're like asparagus flavoured schnapps. I mean, okay. they're, they're truly disgusting. This is seriously TMI and I don't know why you keep drinking weird snaps. What do I do? It's why I mean, it's it's why I came to Berlin. You probably tell your mom you eat your veggies, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's one of my five a day <laughs> before ten a.m. No, seriously, I have a problem, and I should stop. Okay, what else are we <laughs> going to talk about, David? Um, well, except for the embarrassing anecdotes, I think we've already covered that one. Yeah. Um. Oh, that and, one's ma covered. and maybe we should talk about the fact that you know Brits always get sunburned when they're in in Spain. They do indeed. Like we even have a name for them. No, do you? I mean, we do, okay, maybe not only Brits, generally all foreigners that come to Spain yeah. don't wear sunscreen. Guys, please do wear your sunscreen. And then you get a sunburn and then you don't even have like a nice tan, but you you turn into like a pinkish, red oh, I know what you mean. kind of tone, which is like yeah. very embarrassing and completely unhealthy. Yeah. And so we call you guys, I'm sorry to say this, crabs, cangrejos. 
Kangaroo House. Yeah, Kangaroo. Oh, very nice. The thing is, I think we want to do it because we're so pale and we know that we really are pale. We get two weeks a year. We're in a hot country <laughs> where there's uninterrupted sunshine and you can really rely on there being sunshine. Uninterrupted so then sunshine. We over, so, so then we overcompensate and we think, yeah. right, I want, I, I want that tan right now. Yeah. So whereas you should obviously, you know, ease yourself into it and spend a bit of a bit of time each day we just go boom 10 hours that yeah. first day <laughs> on the beach and then we just and then we burn you yeah, know it doesn't work that yeah. way it's just not right it's like when you put a sausage in a microwave just don't do it <laughs> <laughs> okay so just wear your sunscreen and don't put the sausages whatever okay. it's a very important health message there from yeah. babble yeah. yeah but i'm sorry we could talk, I know we are going to talk about Brits in Spain and maybe how uniquely British that they are, but Spanish people are no angels when they come to the UK. Mm, Spanish people in UK? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there are no angels because, or no angels. Yeah. <laughs> Angeles? Angeles. Just to, oh, like Los Angeles. When you try to do the G, just do the G, you know? Okay. Like, so like Los Angeles. And uh, when you say, because this is a topic, you guys, for real, when you say Gibraltar, just yeah. say Gibraltar. Gibraltar. Yeah. Espanol. <laughs> well, Esp- no, I'm kidding. I'm well, really kidding. Viva Gibraltar. No, no, no. Okay, no politics. Yes. Um, yes. So when they come to the UK, I believe most of them are quite young. They're teenagers. Yeah. It's their first time. Aw- they've been on holiday with their parents before. This is the first time without their parents. They're off the leash. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, alcohol's pretty cheap in the UK. It's really delicious. It's probably the only cheap thing in UK, though. Yeah, it's like you know, in 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 other countries where you know beer is cheaper than water. Um, in Britain, there's just no water; it's just <laughs> alcohol. Um, but it's really great. You know, we have cider and stuff, and those kids they go mad for it. You know, they go crazy for their great food, the, oh the comedy, everyone ev- everyone being polite. They're like, "Wow, I've died and gone to heaven. Everyone's really nice to me." <laughs> and then they kind of they get on the alcohol, and I think that's a shame because they probably come over to the UK to learn English yeah but they get distracted and they just have too much fun that's their goal or at least their parents goal because I mean they're paying for their trips uh, probably and the thing is I mean I myself uh, you know I went you know my story you guys I went to this like lovely um, English family they were super nice so I've only got nice words for them in Tunbridge Wells Kent but then I went Uh. um, another summer to Ireland yeah and it was so boring in a way because the host family was super like it was just this mom and girl the girl was younger than me she was obsessed with furby the you oh, know the, furby, the little the kind of furby. the animatronic toy yeah yeah thing. <laughs> animatronic yeah. toy yeah. yeah it's like an animal but it's a robot yeah yeah that's a cool name yeah. a cool word and so um, i always learn cool words with david in this podcast oh. it's uh, very nice you're making me blush um we don't have a blush sound in the sound machine so <laughs> just, just skip it just anyhow imagine a british guy going red and he's <laughs> oh. not in the sun <laughs> <laughs> it's like angrejo as well yeah, yeah and so um so my my time to learn english in the day was either with this host family that didn't really talk to me that much no. or um at this like english lessons where we only i don't know we like sang a few Beatles be- songs from the beatles which is like whoa groundbreaking right like yeah. let's see some like nah no um no so how did you learn english really then in the uk and in, and in ireland if the lessons weren't that great 
and the kind of the experience with the family, the host families was obviously a bit mixed. Some were great, yeah. some were not so great. How did you learn? Also, even if the first family they were great, they were like sixty. And when you are oh, eleven, right. someone that is sixty is basically a, a, a mummy and and not from mom but from Egypt. Okay. Absolutely. And so the thing <laughs> is, um, after a few days in the second family in Ireland, I. I, I made friends and they were the neighbors, the girls from the neighbors oh, right, yeah. and they were super cool. And at some point, I don't know, we were just like hanging out in the garden and talking about things. And that's how I kind of, uh, you know, learned some words, some slang, some, oh, right. you know, they, they told me the things that were shocking to them. And then and, and, and the other way around, they were shocked because my ears were, were pierced and I was were 14. pierced. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's not such a big deal, right? Okay, in Spain, back, back in the 80s, you were born, you were a girl, yes. You want your ears pierced? Yes. Your mom was on drugs? She said yes. And then we all got our ears pierced, and, you know, you spare the pain. That is insane. Okay, uh, Babies David got their ears is, like, pierced. shaking his head. I right mean, now. I knew um, Spain had a had a late trans transition to democracy. <laughs> oh but, my god! But you were piercing the ears of babies in the eighties. Yeah, I know. Wow. Yeah, this I mean, happened. it's kind of. I mean, you know, like it's like Miami Vice. It's like some crazy things that were already going on <laughs> in the us, in the eighties. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, dollar symbols out of you know diamonds. <laughs> That's I mean, insane. I mean, off our next no, do they yeah, still do this, it? Is it is it is it I mean, still popular? I mean, this is kind of a tradition. It's of course now the debate has gone in another direction like why girls and whatever and shouldn't they decide so of course now babies maybe okay are we going off topic yes we no, are. no i mean it's but it's all about stereotypes that like, i yeah, didn't i mean it I was didn't interesting and the girls were shocked and same as i was shocked and i must admit this was a stereotype as well and i still think it's kind of a true one yeah. that uh, english people or english uh, speaking people uh, can't spell their own words because I yeah, remember they'd be like, "Let's true. go to Landerborough Park," and I was like, "Landerborough, what? Like, can you spell the word for me?" Because then I would yeah, imagine yeah, yeah, the yeah. word and I would know how it, how you write yeah. it, and they would be like, um, "L A M, <laughs> don't know." And yeah. I was like, "Dude, we're fourteen here." Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think also part of it is like dialect. So there are some town names where I'm from, where if you said it phonetically, famous, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> the tropical Torbay. Yeah. And there's a town called. D- Dittisham, okay, if you were possible. to say it yeah. out because uh, it has a it's basically D I T T I S H A M, but we don't pronounce it Dittisham, we say Dipsum. Now, of course, if you're saying Dipsum, uh, you can't hope to even spell it if you're not even saying what it should sound like. So, I yeah, mean, if you say Dipsum, I imagine dim sums, and then I want exactly. to eat and grab some Vietnamese food or, or it sounds whatever. like uh, it sounds like uh, one of the Teletubbies, you know, it, it's it's <laughs> it, it's you wouldn't think lovely picturesque town in yeah. Devon yeah. and so I think sometimes accent and then slang it does I think not corrupt the language but it does make it difficult for you to be analytical about your own language yeah, and, but and I explain mean, it easily to okay, I get non-native. that but with 14 you should know how to write but I think so there's two things that kind of come out of that story I mean the first thing for me is that you learn so much more about British culture and Irish culture just by talking to them just by yes. talking to people obviously of your own age helped yeah, that as well mm-hmm. but that's how you learn and I think and then the second thing is that maybe Brits if they don't know so much about their own language, it makes it even harder for them to understand concepts in another language. Like, I found it very, very difficult learning a different language, and my teacher would say to me, this verb is an irregular verb. or irreg-. And then, and then I, would, I would ask myself and say, well, I don't know what a regular verb is. Not because I didn't know, it's just because 
I know that's pretty horrible, but yeah. you know this is where we share our you know yeah, yeah, stories of course, and nothing. No one sat me down at the age You're of four and went, David, this is how you walk. Oh, by the way, this is also an irregular verb, or here's a irregular <laughs> verb. No, we don't have that kind of analytical approach to language learning in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're walking in <laughs> high heels with your ears pierced, <laughs> you know, probably waving a red flag and there's a ball coming down the street. Like this is, you know, oh my god. If we wanna if we wanted to go there, if we can Hashtag. go there offended right now <laughs> but. also okay so here at Babel at least in our department which is the coolest as everyone knows we've got this uh, wall of shame of picture with pictures of us when we were kids oh, where yeah. you can see David with like a his cool hairstyle yeah I, I was basically I looked like I'd just come out of the army um, I was, it was <laughs> but a completely, being a kid yeah I was <laughs> seven pale. years old I think I, I remember so my auntie took me to the hairdressers <laughs> yeah. and my auntie so her son so my cousin yeah. was in the army by that, oh. by that by that stage so she said oh okay David I'll take you to the hair, hairdressers and I'll give you a, a cool haircut uh-huh. you know get you some more friends at, at school maybe oh my god <laughs> you know no. very, and basically what she did is she cut off or she got the hairdresser to cut off my lovely long Aww. I had long wavy hair I was almost quite blonde L- long wavy hair almost really? yeah it, was kind of, it really was like flowing you know I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying Hercules but you know like Hello. Thor and Amazing. then it cut it off and then basically I got a very very short buzz cut they use one of those electronic oh, machines yeah. I think there's a film G.I. Jane where she gets the whole hair kind of shaved off mm, and yeah. quite extreme and then since then it never really grew back and it was always much like tougher and curlier ever yeah. ever since but that was my haircut when I was seven years old yeah. you guys bitter memories are no I know you know I mean, I mean 20 uh, years later I'm over it, just about. No, 20 years later, auntie, <laughs> you I'm owe me. You I'm calling you out on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. anyway. But okay. no, I, I think back to the topic of stereotypes. I mean, really, I think you kind of break down stereotypes if you firstly visit other countries and then secondly, you talk to the, to the locals when they're there. It's necessary. And you need I, to do that. And I think we can be honest here and say that Brits just don't do that in Spain. They're not chatty with the locals. They're not chatty con leche. They're not chatty con leche. That's such a pity. You know, it's... What would have have helped, though, is having maybe a super nice article, which you guys are lucky to have, and you can read it, and the link is below in the description and whatever. Um, And it's this amazing article uh, written by our colleague in New York. Shout out to Dylan. Hey, Dylan. Yo, yo. (laughs) And he wrote this really nice article with like 10 super useful Spanish phrases for your next vacation. So Or holiday, Brits. I'm just translating for the Brits who are listening to this podcast. I mean, David, even if I, I mean, you know, I learned English in the UK and right. I was saying milk and biscuits by then. And I, you know, I would say lorry and I wouldn't say truck, but you know, oh. life goes on. So just get over it's it. It's okay. I'm learning to, to love both accents and it's, you know, but... Really, I don't even speak much Spanish, but I read the article. And honestly, I think what we're trying to to do here at Babel with articles such as this is give people the actual useful phrases. I mean, you can pick up a guidebook and it might say, where is the The emergency room? Or, yeah, or, you know. Who even travels with stations? Like, guys, we all just travel with, like, low cost. You need to say... um, uh, excuse me, sir. Like, how do I call an Uber or how, or something like, <laughs> like that? There are other more useful, more modern yeah, phrases that we course. all need to know. And um, yeah, so I think those kind of things would firstly 
make Brits have a better time when they're in Spain? Because I think at the minute they're quite safe and they stick to what they know. The comfort zone is way more risky than we think it is. I mean, it's not that comfortable after all. Like the thing with British though, and this is my excuse for them, for our little cangrejos friends, is that um, they're mostly old. I mean, so what I think is this people just go to Spain for a nice, real tropical time. Right, right. Not not in Torbay, but like in Spain. (laughs) This like, uh, as you put it before, uninterrupted sunshine. Yes. yeah. And that's like a really nice description. But um, since they go there when they're retired or or they're just about to retire, uh, they have this like older friends, older friends, like they're all in their 60s. Yeah. And of course, they stick to their group of friends. But this is even going beyond. Beyond, beyond friends, like just chatting to the girl that, you know, I don't know, um, helps you in your apartment or yeah, like yeah. Uh, the guy that, uh, you know, puts the gas on your car or the Absolutely, or yeah. the girl that, or, or the woman or the guy that, you know, helps you rent a car. I mean, everything, right? Yeah. I mean, or just when you're going out. Chatting about the weather or, yeah, you when know, you, when you're going out when you're going out for food, you know, don't go to the english pub or to the irish pub exactly go to the tapas restaurant go around go try go try these new things and i think um i mean i just know anecdotally yes most of the spanish courses in the uk um you know taught through like open university or you know taught for like evening classes for adults it's mainly old people and their point of view is if i'm going to retire in spain i don't want to put more effort in like I've worked yeah. all of my life already oh, yeah, and for it. some of them this is their first time even learning yeah. a second language yeah, and, um, and again if you imagine me having the shock of being 20 and learning what an irregular verb is imagine being 65 and dealing with that for the first time so I can understand from I can see both sides but what we want to say here is at least from our experience of coming to Germany you know you do really engage with a local culture and a local country much kind of more strongly if you learn a language and you really kind of talk to the locals. And the, and the little first step can be um, switching the pub and the eggs and beans for like a super touristic paella. But then eventually, if you talk to the locals, you might try the real paella. The real paella. Which has nothing to do with the touristic one. <laughs> so yeah, let's uh, hope for that. Yeah. But I like how you really have a clear idea of what a good tourist to Spain could be, you know, of a of a of a good Brit, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I I tend to think like, okay, someone like a good tourist could be someone that doesn't only stick to like the one monument or to the you know football stadiums. Sounds great to me. Um, shut up, seriously, enough, <laughs> no, no way. Um, and you know, someone that really respects like local traditions and even like w- people should be like not scared to ask like how do you eat this or what what's the best wine that could go with this fish you know otherwise you miss like half of it absolutely i think just most of the time when i didn't know something in what well, certainly in german mm-hmm. or things about berlin you just ask you will never get a better recommendation or, or a better tip than from a local yeah you will never will yeah so that's our message it doesn't matter if you if it's your first time learning a second language if it's your first time you know being in spain or like whatever please don't all go to the same locations don't go to the same beach with the same don't go to ibiza and go to i would if i could name (laughs) if i could name a popular club in ibiza i would (laughs) but (laughs) But he can't but i cannot i guess i guess the ymca is closed down i don't know but but, so david don't forget yeah 
to give our listeners oh yeah like, an amazing tip clue uh, an amazing clue tips we give you uh, like every time all, all yeah every ever. every every article is full of it's <laughs> yeah. chock it's jam-packed with tips and tricks but well, what's the next clue you want to give for the you know the episode for the next after this one? for the next episode right well i think we've teased it a couple of times already in our interactions but Very let's see if Very you simply. can let's see if you can get it so Wait, one second Elevator, lift, <laughs> sidewalk, pavement. That's a band. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. So think about that. Let that stew, you know, put your brains to, to the test and figure out what we're talking about next week. And remember to check us out in the social meds. Oh, less os meds. You said you wanted me to learn more Spanish. <laughs> that, that was in Spanish. That was literally, literally oh. slangy English I hear from people speaking in bad English. Spanglish. So, no, yeah. it's not. It wasn't even Spanglish. Um, in, so, in social media. In social media. And you can even. Sociales and, in and you can even write love letters to us or just fan mail. You know, we're not really picky, but we have <laughs> chaticonleche at gmail.com is the email address. It's chaticonleche at babble.com. Oh my god. <laughs> Remember there's someone paying for this? <laughs> <laughs> we I can do it again. We can do it again. We can do it again. It's fine, it's fine. I'm just having so much fun here, I just forget it. But you know, if you're gonna send the La Carta de Amores, <laughs> do it in British English, please. <laughs> oh my because, god, La Carta de Amores. Because this the is just so sweet. I'm gonna write a, a fake uh, email. A fake email now. No. But the um <laughs> Thank you guys, thank you guys. I spent I spent at least fourteen days <laughs> trying to trying to trying to learn that. No, but any any love letters written in American English will go in the trash, <laughs> as they say. No, we're kidding. Rubbish, we're, rubbish. We're kidding. <laughs>